So we got a finals edition of the Presser Basketball Podcast. We do. We got a little, little mini pod for y'all, man. Bro, we've been waiting. We've been waiting in the corner. Furiously. In the corner. I, not me. I am not waiting in no fucking corner. Little. Waiting for our prey. The NBA Finals. We've caught you, bitch. Come on, KG. This is no different than that. This is me. All right, I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. The problem, your lackluster defense, or is it the problems you're having offensively? Lackluster offense. Um, the problem is we're down two games to one. Should we be getting back on defense? <laughs> oh my god. De- defense, is that your cousin Demar? Would you like people to know about you? Um, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. <laughs> Welcome to the Presser Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Presser Basketball Podcast. It is about 11.45 Eastern Time, wrapping up the Suns um, the Suns game um, with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Suns take it in the Valley. Um, Matthew, what did you see in the Valley tonight? A lot of missed opportunities, missed shots. It felt like Chris Middleton was playing for the Suns at one point. Um, it just sucks because Giannis gives you a, a stellar performance. 42. 42 points. And no one else really shows up to help him. I mean, Brooke Lopez, to, to your, to your uh, criticism and credit, he did play much better, especially in the second half. The drop coverage was not uh, exposed. But the rest of the team... This is a problem when you don't have a deep bench, when you trade every asset you have for Drew Holiday, and it's Pat Connaughton who has to bail you out during certain possessions. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, for Milwaukee, it was just Pat Connaughton and Giannis. Um, I was telling you at halftime that Chris Middleton, he is a, a great player, um, but he there's a bit of a flaw to his game. He's a jump shooter, which means... He's not going to get the calls um, like a typical driver. Like one of six from the three is not going to do it for you. Um, no free throw attempts. I mean... Yeah, the free throws weren't evident on either side, to be honest with you. Five of 16 for Middleton. Is that going to win you a ball game? No. no. It's not, not at all. Right? Um, yeah, it was just Giannis. Giannis had a tremendous game. And, dude, we forget, people forget that this guy came off an injury last week and still playing, um, giving you 42 points in 40 minutes. That's a game that you think you, you're going to win if Giannis gives you 40, 42 points, right? But um, in Drew Holiday's defense, I think he played a stellar defensive game. Played a great game defensively. Still can't shoot a lick, man. I don't know what's going on. I think I don't know. Is it the defense that he's playing just getting fatigued? Or I've told you from the beginning, man. Yeah. Giannis being healthy, they stand a chance. But there is no offense outside of that hub that's being generated. If Chris Middleton is having a game like this, where are you supposed to get points from? They just can't keep up. And to their credit, they played a relatively close game. But anytime they got close to, let's say, five or six points at the max, Suns hit every single clutch shot they possibly could. They did. They did. Timely buckets. 100%. Look, Bobby Porter's played, what, uh, five minutes and gave you two and two, so he didn't play a lot of this game. I'm not sure why Bud didn't put him in there. Um, I, I think for defensive purposes. Uh, but listen, it goes to show, like, this team um, from Phoenix, they're down nine deep easily, man. Like, who went down tonight? Um, Tory Craig. 
Yeah. Um, they, they inserted Nader in there for 50 seconds. A um, bit of Frank Kaminsky in there, too. So um, they can Dude, get the job. At least though. everyone's going to feel like they contributed to the chip. Yeah, honestly. like it, it, And Monty is so good at the whole, like, next man mentality. Like, who's up next? Right. It's, it's never just like, oh, crap. Our role players is, is fucked up now. We're not going to get anything off the bench now. He trusts his guys. Um, so kudos for him and the culture staff for that. Um, but look, I, defensively, Milwaukee played a great game. Like, Cameron Payne, two points in 10 minutes. That is what you want. Right? Just offensively, wasn't wasn't there. That's all, that's all what it was. And they lost by 10 points. So uh, I'm not, not the, sure. The hands of the Suns players, are. it's like they got super glue on them. They just keep yeah. snatching it up at a time. Every timely possession, it's just you see them snatch it up, kick it to the corner. If that doesn't work, kick it inside, kick it back out, and you have an open shot. Like, like, like Matthew. Like, do you eat hot dogs at all? I'm afraid to answer this question. Do you? Yeah, with a little like, bit of sauerkraut, some mustard. Mustard. Well, what about ketchup? Not a ketchup guy. I, I'm not gonna hate you for it, but I'm much the ketchup guy. Well, listen, the whole game walk is playing catch-up. You see what I'm saying? So, um, they <laughs> Get the drums out. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot play catch-up with, with the Phoenix Suns. They came out the gate starting hot. I think it was like 19 to like uh, to 8. Um, Giannis had a great start. And then after the second quarter, Booker started getting hot. Um, CP doesn't really have great first quarters, but somehow kicks on the Jets mm-hmm. um, second and, and after that. so And then mm-hmm. once again, I didn't mention his name, but Mikhail Bridges. Like, he, he's been phenomenal. Um, 37 minutes, 27-7-1. Shooting over fifty percent, eight of five, eight of fifteen from the from the field. Mm-hmm. Like, what a tremendous guy to have on your team. Jack of all trades. Yeah, and watching him, you know what I think think of watching this guy? I think of uh, of Kelly Oubre. Um, just because you could be on a great team, and you may not get the minutes that you want, but like he's such a vital piece, like. He like Mikhail Bridges is a player who can give you like ten points, but still somehow impacts the game. Um, and he's he knows he's a good player, and I'm pretty sure if you put him on a on a team like I don't know uh, a Sacramento or one of the teams that are rebuilding, he can give he can you know average 18, 20 points. You know maybe maybe a fringe All Star, right? And the thing with Kelly Oubre is that it's 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 an ego, right? And the people on the Suns team don't have the ego. They're they're all here for unit. Yes, they had little ups and downs in the season, but these guys are here to win a championship, and they're here. And that's why Kelly Oubre got traded away. It wasn't part <laughs> of the culture. Was he traded? <laughs> was uh yeah? Was it to Washington? I don't. Or did he go from Washington? I, I don't. I don't remember the situation. But yeah, that's why he was traded away. It wasn't part of the culture, and you can see Monty Williams trusts his guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not. It, it's the mentality of if I have to play Frank Kaminsky, I have to play him, but. I have a game plan, and I and I'm able to change it at the perfect time. To, to Bud's credit, he has been implementing changes. I've noticed, right? He hasn't. He has been. Yes. It's just the the execution and the fact that they haven't and they haven't played this way all year, right? They're to their credit, fighting over the screens when when it's appropriate. Last game, it was atrocious. We talked about that. Yeah. But. The ability to to play a different style than th- that they're used to. They they were normally hitting thirty nine percent from three. Yeah, uh, in the regular season. 
29% tonight. Is it is it fatigue, the fact that they didn't have any rest? Maybe. Since Suns had a week to game plan, maybe it's part. part. They have three days off now. Next game is Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So we'll see if there's actually something to, to say about that, right? To say if the, the, the time off will actually benefit... Uh, uh, the Bucks more because now they actually have time to sit down and rest their legs because they only had about one day between the first game and their last series. So, well, I was I was thinking, how much of of home court is a home court is a factor? Right? Oh, speaking um, of home court, I gotta I should have started with this. Okay. This 4K uh, fans camera is making it seem. Like, we're at Burning Man with these Suns fans, and I'm loving it. It's like they're at a Steve Aoki <laughs> concert at Veld. Dude, they got some nice angles in Phoenix, man. They do. I am dying every time you see these guys. Yeah. Where are these cameras, man? Like, High wow. tech. These angles. I'm, I think the, the league started changing the angles since the bubble. I'm seeing, like, a rail cam now. I'm seeing, like, an overcast They started watching camera. these music festival videos. Like, we got to step up our production. At first, it was kind of like, okay, you guys are doing way too much. You guys are reaching. But I'm like, you know what? It's so these, good. These kind of work. You it's know what so I mean? good. Like, the valley is roaring, man. The valley is here. 15,000 full. Full crowd tonight in the valley. The sun was booming. The suns are here. They're risen. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know the Phoenix Suns have like a, a pretty like good fan base. Um, I, I thought it's a city that just cares about cactuses and, and, and sand and the Arizona, Grand, yeah, the sand, the, the land the of the Canyon, desert, the Grand Canyon, and stuff like that. But no, these these guys, these fans are here, man. Um, but you know what? They're going to Milwaukee. And Matthew, you know the quote that we always say about the home team winning. Yeah, yeah the playoff, don't, the series don't start until the home team loses. Right. So obviously, two two zero is never a good, you know, sighting to see if you're down. Um, but the only thing you can say is, you know what, guys, the Phoenix Suns did what they had to do. They protected Arizona, and guess what? We're going to uh, Wisconsin. Do you think it's right. just the the opportunities and missed shots that cost this game? Because they were, I mean, they, they played, played great inside. They played great inside, yes, to be honest. They played a great game, Matthew. They played a great. The game. Bucks did play a great game. They just no couldn't capitalize. Offense. New offense. No. no offense. You're gonna need more than that from um, from PJ Tucker too. I, I think we've given him a pass because this he's done great overall this playoff run, man. He has. Defensively, yes. Well, yeah, but he never was an he never really had an offensive game besides the corner three. And he had yeah, give you. but when he was with with James Harden in Houston, uh, he used to hit a he was I think in a decade he's hit the most corner threes in a decade. Um, from twenty ten, that might just be the difference of thirty three and thirty six. Mm. Wait, that doesn't fuck up your shooting mechanics. Your legs give out though. At the end of the, I mean. Some you see some guys their their shot go, they don't have any strength. Or I, I, I'm not gonna say that it's strength left, but I don't know. It's maybe age but does slow my, down mind the jumper. You, mind you, he he shot one of one from three, so he shot 100. <laughs> percent five. So I mean, maybe that shuts me up there. But like, I I think people like to, PJ Tucker is he a, he's a power forward or a small forward or center? What what is he? What's, what's his? What's I mean, his, he's uh, just a he's just at this point he's just a big. I mean, I'm not going to class... There's no positions, ain't Basketball's position. Big. He can't be a... How tall is he? He's like 6'6". Six, six. I mean... He's a big... Houston, he was their center, right? <laughs> Super small ball. No, no, he's a big in terms of just the modern NBA. 
Jim yeah. Green. Yeah. I mean, he's like Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was like 6'4". Power forward. Yeah. Yeah. Stocky body. There's guys. There's guys who can do it, right? He has a durability. So, you still have... Uh, awesome. Yeah. Sorry. He, he has um, all-star numbers also. Um, 3.7 points per game rebounding. 3.9 and assists 1.2. That's not bad. Did you say... Wait. Did you say all-star numbers? What? Yeah. Yeah. In China? For the, for the Shanghai Sharks, yeah. Uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> this guy is trying to pull a bag over my head, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, dude. Speaking of the bag. Yeah. Nate McMillan. Mm. Finally got his uh, just dessert. He signed, I think, four-year extension to be the head coach yes, for the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, he did. Deserving. And that's how you should really... I mean... It's rare that you see a head coach be implemented in the middle of the season, do so well, mm-hmm. and you know, and get rewarded for it. it. It feels right in this situation. He might be uh, the coach of, of the future for these uh, build. And you know what? The odds of the Hawks winning the next championship next year is three hundred, three thousand five hundred plus three thousand five hundred. And you give me ten dollars on that, you're making thirty-five thousand dollars. Jesus. Jesus Christ! Not a bad bet. Not a bad bet. He well deserved though. I mean, the um, previous coach was Lloyd Pierce. Um, prior to his to McMillan's arrival, they were fourteen to twenty, right? And the fact they were what, they were a fifth, fifth or fourth seed in the East, right, Matthew? Man, th- this yeah, Eastern Conference sometimes is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But he turned the, this team around. Um, I know back in January, John Collins wasn't really. Uh, I think they're beefing Trey Young and John Collins were kind of beefing in terms of the role, um, and he sat those guys down and said, "Listen, guys, you guys are two great players. You guys got to figure it out." And I guess Trey Young and the John Collins connection started from there since he's been here, and uh, they got a future together. I just don't know if John Collins will be part of the future, mm-hmm. um, but Atlanta Hawks did a good job um, putting him in the bag, put him there for the future. Um, and I, I thought, I think, I thought he might Trey Young to be a better playmaker as well. Um, since his arrival too, so shout out to him for sure. Yeah. All right, let's take let's keep him moving. Kyle Kuzma rumors. You're on Twitter, man. What are you hearing? Kyle Kuzma's fucked. Uh, well, he needs to next topic. <laughs> okay, the question is if Kyle Kuzma plays on a dog shit team, okay, give me a team that's super dog shit off your top of your, off your top of your head. The Raptors, Orlando Magic. Right? The Raptors. Orlando Magic. The Raptors. Say it one more fucking time. The, the Toronto Raptors. Orlando Magic. <laughs> they're not a shit team. Okay, they're pretty shit. Sorry. Who's, who's the setting point guard for that team? Uh, Is it M- MPJ? No, it's the... I like him. He got injured. He was on Philadelphia. Shoulder. Oh. Mark Elfoltz. Mark Elfoltz. Yeah, he's, he's developing a- guy. He's gotten much better since his all his whole dilemma back in the day. So yeah, I mean, they have some young players. They have the fourth pick, I believe, fifth. Okay, fifth pick, so because Raptors have the fourth, I think they have the fifth pick. So so Kyle Kuzma says, um, if he could, someone asked him if he can average twenty five points per game, reaching All Star fringe status, right? I quote, he says, I definitely can. I definitely believe that too. I don't really care what nobody thinks or says. I know myself and I know my ability. It's hard to be consistent in an inconsistent role. 
shots at uh, oh Fred he's Holder, he's gone right I, what what do you you're asking get traded now right he's uh, done with LeBron shit also Drummond last last uh, last night had some, a few words for for uh, Vogel too same thing saying that. I could be as good as you know DeAndre Ayton or other good bigs, but just the minute the minute. That's the funny. Minute. Yeah, I know you don't like freaking Drummond because you're a fucking asshole. But I mean, you 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 say he's just a guy who just like puts up numbers with no impact into the game, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. So, Kyle Kuzma, I, I don't know where you're gonna be. I know for sure you won't be wearing no purple and gold. Uh, how great? What, like, what's his ceiling, Matthew? What, what's Kyle Kuzma's ceiling? What's his ceiling? Yeah. His ceiling is the roof, Ains. How big is the roof? How tall is the roof? I mean, he, I think he's missing a few shingles up there, and there might be a few leaks <laughs> coming oh, down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man, I don't uh, know. I, I, listen, Kyle Kuzma packages, we've been hearing Kemba Walker from OKC. We've been hearing DeMar DeRozan. Any of those guys interest you? As a diehard Lakers stan for 20 years? I'm a Bronston, not a Lakers fan. Um, Demar, maybe, like Demar. Um, he's a great. He's a great fit. playmaker now. He'd be a great uh, offensive uh, threat, but he wouldn't be there for playmaking. He'd be there to get a bucket, to get 18 plus per game. Isn't that what um, they're going to sign Dennis Schroeder for? I'm not mad at it, actually. I like Dennis Schroeder. I yeah, but a that. combo of Dennis Schroeder and DeMar DeRozan, you're getting blown by. Ooh, that's going to be yeah. rough to see. Especially yeah. with point guards, you know, most average in like 25 nowadays. I mean... How, how tall is Kyle Kuzma? 6'8"? 6'9"? If Kyle Kuzma was not 6'8", he'd be working at a hot dog store. He'd love that, eh? Or we some fucking him and Ben Simmons would be would be uh, at the same swimming pool as lifeguards or something. I swear to God, if these guys were not good at basketball, able to dunk or run, I mean, if they weren't good at basketball lanes, they wouldn't be in the NBA. They, right? they would have been some people. <laughs> would have been fucking oh, people, some freaking clowns. And I, I hope Kuzma spends time. Hey, do you know what they have in common? What? Kendall Jenner. Wow. Did you actually see Ben Simmons in the the Euros with his with his new girl? In the Euros, what do you mean? In the is he on the year? What? No, no, he was watching the game, um, the Euro Cup with his new fiance kissing on the on the camera. He's a fiance. This guy's do well, not fiance. This is new. Uh, his new, his new girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's building a building a house there. With all Bunch the bricks. with all the bricks, bunch of bricks. We saw that coming, Matthew. Boo, <laughs> boo, joke. Boo. <laughs> all right. Well, he was watching the Euros. What about Team USA? Did you hear what uh, Greg Popovich had to say about Bradley Beal? Hey, man, Bradley Beal, a thick man. He's a thick boy. He's a super thick man. I don't know what that means. Thicken on the booty. <laughs> Where's he oh, thick man. at? Greg Popovich is not one to mince words. Whatever he has on his mind, just just spurts it out. I love it. Are you kind of surprised that he's still a coach? No, I mean, with you know, if we're getting into the feelings, you know, his wife passed. He's those guys. He's, he has nothing left. He's just gonna dive into his work. <laughs> what an asshole! No, no, no. no. I'm oh, not trying yeah, to be. I'm not trying to. No, no. That's what people do. Nothing left. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. His kids moved. Like he doesn't have young kids. So he's just nobody now. He's just a rich. But like, you don't know those nobody. people who like who lose somebody and then they have to dive into their work because that's all they that's all they know. 
that's not my reasoning. I think my reasoning is, is that um, he has something to prove. Um, hmm, I don't think he of, gives a fuck. But no, I think he does. He's already the greatest coach of all time in basketball. No, it's Eric Spoelstra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's already the greatest coach of all time. Well, yeah. Oh, then Phil Jackson. Yeah, he's already greatest coach. Mm. Then Phil Jackson. Ooh, Matthew, that's dangerous waters. All right, who cares? Top three. Let. Dangerous. I I won't put him over Phil Jackson. Can't believe you're supporting a racist. I, <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot that. I forgot that he fleeced uh, New York for how much money and ran away with it. Fucking asshole. You know, we missed this story. I was supposed to bring it up, actually. Oh, what do you, what do you want to say? Yeah. No, I, I was just going to say that he looks like the KFC guy. Colonel Sanders? Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> You see him back in the day when he actually played for New York? He looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame, man. That guy was looking um, grizzled out there. Ooh. He always has this weird face on his, like this weird pedophile Weird face. posture. Yeah. Like he's yeah. always looking over you. He's like, I'm here. <laughs> I feel like he, like Phil Jackson plays jazz or something. You know, like <laughs> he definitely just, plays jazz, bro. He definitely, yeah, on the piano, just there. hunched over, just, yeah. just hitting those keys, man. <laughs> hitting them keys. <laughs> You know, it's a late night, man, where we're just talking nonsense. Yeah, this is how men talk uh, after uh, 12 o'clock. All right. Well, last story. I was supposed to bring it up earlier because it's uh, a little bit more of a serious one. But you mentioned Team USA. We have the Rachel Nichols, Jalen Rose. Uh, I don't know, debacle. I don't know what to call it. But uh, I feel like you'll be able to tackle this topic better. Matthew, you shouldn't say words you don't know how to spell. Spell debacle. D.A. Buckle, all right? Shut up. What an idiot. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> Listen, there's no spelling bee, all wow. right? Up for grabs, oh, all right? He, if there's a trophy, he you know I'm coming for it. Can't spell. He can't use words he can't spell. Anyways, on a serious note, um, this is a tricky one because who's the... So it's Rachel Nichols, and what's the other girl's name? I totally forgot her name off the top of my head. Uh, come sm- smoking right now. Charlie? I don't know. Listen, listen, Ains. We don't get paid enough to do our research. All right, we're just all feelings, no, no facts. That's the that's that's is what that, our podcast is, is like. All right, <laughs> we don't get really? paid enough for this. When they oh, pay me, sucks. I'll start doing my research. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Maria Taylor. Maria yes, Taylor there you go. Yeah, yeah. Name, right. Um, she is a black uh, ESPN reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, pretty well, uh, great career with ESPN. Um, so, when we watch NBA Finals, usually Rachel Nichols is usually the, the lady in charge. Um, but with everything that's going on in terms of you know color and diversity, um, this is definitely a move that ESPN tried to pull um, by putting a black lady in. Like to kind of well, uh, control the finals. First, let's first let's first go back to what she actually said, right? And when she, like they okay. caught yeah. her saying this statement, right, saying that she only got the job uh, as being the head reporter because she's black. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it came out of nowhere. I, I again, I ain't doing no research. I'm just listening to you know what people are putting in my ears. But from what what it seems like is that it was 
it didn't just spring out of nowhere the conversation i was she asked about it like were, were, was it brought up that oh she was hired because she's black and maybe rachel responded yeah well that obviously shouldn't be the case i don't know exactly what went on uh behind closed doors because that's what it seemed like that's where they got their information from or that's where she said it um she shouldn't have said it i mean because there's no proof to that situation unless she brings out you know the dossier it, it shouldn't have been said because it's inappropriate no matter you know what what race the person is that that should never be up for discussion um unless there's you know there's there's actual proof going on saying that is inappropriate and she should be reprimanded obviously by this on the other side of that right we don't know where this conversation came from because it just seemed out of nowhere for Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. Out of all people. She was actually in a lot of media this week, actually, for the wrong reasons. Like, that, and apparently she, her and Jimmy Butler had something in the bubble or some <laughs> weird shit like that. So, I don't know what... Uh, Jimmy was Butler was getting his bubble on he with was, Rachel Nichols. He was getting it. He was getting it. Carl Anthony um, Towns is up to something, eh? Hey, man. The, the funny thing is about that, before we go back to that topic, is that, like, when Jimmy Butler... Um, gets interviewed by Rachel Nichols. I, I, I sense some real sexual tension between them. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. These weird eye contact. I'm like, nah, you guys definitely been doing some shit. Uh, actually, that being said, do you remember what happened in the bubble with uh, Daniel House? With No. No? I remember he got suspended, but what was it for? Was it leave, just leaving his apartment, right? Uh, apparently having a thing with an NBA official. I don't know how that went. But with the official? Some NBA... Some NBA uh, Zach Zarba? Tester girl. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? He's awesome, though. Great guy. Uh, <laughs> I love seeing him on TV. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just playing around, man. It's late uh, night, dude. No, the jokes every, are just everybody flying. Everybody was getting it. Everybody was getting it in the bubble last, uh, last, dude. last year. But back it's like, note, it was like um, college spring break. <laughs> everybody was just just slapping. Just bare clapping. Um, but no, I, I think you told me in the week that ESPN is ran by a bunch of friggin' guys out west oh, yeah <laughs> connecticut men that are you know at 70 years old you can yeah. guess their demographic they don't care about basketball man they don't know what's going on uh, espn is the corporate is america's corporation bro and i hate yeah. the corporation yeah and, and, and to rachel's defense listen rachel nichols is she, she did it all um her her resume is is off the charts she's done right? who, she's done, she's who? done all. oh she's done okay so she, I, she's, I, done, she's done them all oh God, so I understand her frustration, right? And um, I think this is definitely maybe is it a sense of tokenism? Maybe just to be like, hey, we got a black reporter on the NBA Finals uh, sideline. Look at us, we're doing, we're doing great. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I'm not gonna say because yeah. you know I'm not, there's no proof for it, and uh, like we said, she's credentialed. She's done her part. There's nothing to it. And to me, the only suspicious part is where this conversation where originated from. from. Yeah, where it just seems so out of the blue. Um, you were talking to me this earlier this week as well. Jalen Rose had the same thing to say about Kevin Love being chosen for Team USA as the token white guy. Apparently that's a thing. Um, I haven't seen Kevin Love play for four years, so it's believable <laughs> that they that they needed him. But the fact is he is a stretch four. The, the, the three-point line is closer. I don't know if that makes an impact. It does, yeah, again, 
Jalen Rose does have a lot more insight than I do, you know, a million times more. So maybe he does know something that I don't. It just seems out of the blue. Um, what do you think? Well, sorry, speaking of Team USA, um, I just found out that uh, after the finals, Deep Buck and Drew Holiday are going to go to the Team USA because they're, they're on the team as well. Is so Chris Milton not on it? That's amazing. Yeah, I think Chris Milton's on there as well. So he's going to be down in Tokyo um, with them. Um, no rest days. No days off. Ball all summer. So if 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 Chris Milton loses, he, he's going to get a gold medal somewhere in Tokyo. So that's good. Um, but no, Jalen. Maybe what Jalen Rose has more insight on what happened. Didn't Jalen Rose's daughter had something to say about Rachel Nichols too? Yeah, I mean, she's coming at Rachel Nichols saying she got hired because she has a family member at I think I don't know whatever whoever runs ESPN, I think Disney or some sort of um, uh, what's the nepotism going on. But then people clapping back saying, "Oh, no one's only everyone's only just listening to you because you're the daughter of Jalen." You know, going back and forth. I mean, Jalen Rose needs to shut up. And tell Molly Curl to come off the air. That's what he needs to do. I feel like you didn't That's even listen to my last five minutes. You just you were no. just waiting for that point to to, to make. Yeah, because I don't I don't like Molly Curl. She's she's horrible. But yeah, there you go. That's my take for the night. And that wraps up <laughs> our finals edition of the Presser Basketball Podcast. Ains, take us home, sir. Game three Sunday, um, nine. PM Eastern. Be there, be Till there, be there. Then, listen once again. I don't know why I'm promoting the Euros, but Euro Cup on Saturday and Copa America Cup on Saturday. Let's go, Messi. Let's go, Italy. See you guys on Sunday. And we'll be out with an episode right after the game on Monday morning. Peace. Peace.